0: of the south around here Judea Jerusalem they had problems with the people in the north because the people in north Galilee was sometimes yeah, called yeah, was Galilee wrong. of huh? Am I talking too loud? Yeah. I get excited and I start yelling <laughs> <laughs> that Galilee of the Gentiles and that is not a compliment because they're they were surrounded. Galilee was surrounded. Here's Syria, then to uh, farther away is Assyria. Down here is Babylon, and closer is Samaria. And they had such. They were influenced by these people to the point where, to the southern Galilee, was Hithspeth. Can you remember anything in the Bible that would give you an indication that the southern is despised northern? Anything that someone said? You're hitting right, right your hand. What? Okay, Nazareth, yeah. yeah. Nazareth. Here's Nazareth. That's that's in the southern <laughs> portion. You got southern Galilee, and Upper Galilee. Here's Nazareth. Who grew up in Nazareth? Jesus, Jesus grew up in Nazareth. Can anything good come out? of that? He might have as well said the whole region, because he's talking about Upper Galilee. Anything else that you remember from the Bible that that suggests a, a tension? Conversation, yeah. Peter was this accent. Peter, we can tell you're from Galilee. Just as he as he's speaking, can you tell somebody from the south? They say two words, you know it. Yeah. The words kind of hang out there. Hang. In here. Another one. There's something else. Well, I don't know if this one you're thinking about but like in the story of the Good Samaritan, yes. like passing.
1: I hadn't thought about that one. That's a good one, too.
0: (laughs) Here's Samaria in between. (laughs) And if you're coming from Galilee, how are you going to get down to Judea? Joe tells us you're going to go around. That's why Jesus went? They had to go with him. They had to go with him right through Samaria. That was uncomfortable for them. So he sent them off to buy hamburgers while he talked to Samaritans (laughs) and started a, a revival. Uh, to get rid of them because they weren't uh, interested in what was going on. So there's tension. There's one other thing. Nicodemus is trying to put in a good word <laughs> for Jesus just to raise the possibility that he might be who he claims to be. And this Sanhedrin guy comes back at him. Don't you know that no prophet has arise from Galilee? So he's putting him down and said, shut your mouth, man. This guy isn't good. He's from Galilee. (coughs) Was he from Galilee? What was his roots? See, had they known, had they they stopped to really check it out, they realized he's from right down here, just south of Jerusalem. So I just want (coughs) to just say a few things about this. You're doing a you've done a great job of (laughs) holding (laughs) it. I used to, I, I picture, if, if they're running from Bethlehem to Egypt, that they'd go south. Actually, it's more west and south. Here's, here's Egypt over here. And Galilee, we're going to read about it in, in Isaiah today. They, they've been overrun by Assyria. So Assyria comes down here and just devastates Galilee. It, it means circle. And there's, it, it's just kind of a circle here. you know where Haifa, here's Haifa, right here, and inland, uh, Mount Carmel, right here. And you can go a little farther in the lowlands of the hills of Galilee. It's more beautiful in Galilee. This is desert. This is dry. This is bare. And you got a lot of olive trees here. You're exporting a lot of the, the olives, fresh um, olives, olive oil. So uh, tension. Here is here is the saving thing for this country, besides Jesus coming. After the temple is destroyed, you know where the center of Judaism is? Is in Tiberius. Mm-hmm. So so God did a number on them, not just by bringing Jesus. So we'll read about that now. Thank you, Bob. Bibles to Isaiah, verse uh, chapter 9. Karen and I are going to sing uh, a couple songs. One song that comes right out of this. Let me just say, make an announcement. Karen and I have adopted our block. And you can adopt a block. Uh, and it's called Bless Minnesota, Adopt Your Street." I'd like to talk to you if you're interested in maybe adopting your block because uh, then you start praying for them you start out a few things and uh, I love to go out and walk around and then look back and see all the lights on our house we love it. Christmas we love lights, but we want to be a light like we're going to read about here that Galilee had experienced darkness so light so chapter 9 verse 1 Nevertheless well that's an interesting way to start <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, so you've got to go back and say, nevertheless, what? Well, you're you're looking back in this whole chapter, and it talks about the distress because of a serious ravaging of 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 Galilee, (coughs) killing many, taking people off prisoners. And then it talks in the last paragraph about distress, dark distress. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past he humbled the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. These two these two areas right here, the Joshua uh, by lot, they it chose these places where the tribes would live. But in the future <laughs> he will honor Galilee. Here's his phrase honor Galilee of the Gentiles. By the way of the sea. Now, that could either be this sea, this is called the sea, this is called the Great Sea. What's this sea? Mediterranean. Right, Mediterranean. So this is the sea, the Sea of Galilee. So <coughs> Jesus, born here, fled to Egypt, came back here. When Herod died, he came up, and we hear about him at age 12. Don't hear about him again for 18 years. He's silently living, submitted to his mom, submitted to his father, <coughs> waiting, listening, working, learning a trade, and then at age 30, he begins his ministry. And it it it's mainly right around here. He leaves this as his home, and Capernaum becomes his uh, headquarters. That's his home. On the Sea of Galilee, and so I just want you to think about it now. This distressed place, this second—they were second-class citizens. Now Jesus is feeding, not five thousand people. It says five thousand plus men, sh- uh, women, and children. How many? Ten thousand. At least ten thousand. Up on the hillside, things were happening in Galilee that never happened before. But in the future, you will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, there's a lot of death in Galilee. But on that place, light has dawned. So you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy now listen to what they call joy. They, I want you to think, what would joy be to me? What would the extreme of joy be? What What would be a good metaphor for me, of joy? I thought about that, and I I'm thinking, well, winning the state championship, that would be joy. That would be explosive joy. Or for a grandparent it's having grandkids, right? I mean, for a, for a potential grandparent, that would be great joy. What would it be for you? What What would What would Real (laughs) joy. After it's done, after you're (coughs) done, the the result. Yeah, you look down here on on that area now where he and I were. We stripped that floor. It was all. Joy, what's explosive joy when when there's reconciliation between two people? I don't know if you're trying to cry or laughing. I think they're both. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom's and your mom? Freedom. Yeah. (coughs) Freedom. Yeah. She died recently, and she died reconciled to her son, and really a wonderful time. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Two that's years ago, joy. my
1: son shocked the daylights out of me and arrived home from Iraq, and I had no idea. Oh, no. Wow. Oh Midnight. My God. Come wow. to the door, the kids get me out of bed. And my uh, the oh
0: my God! <laughs> oh my gosh. It was Wow. Insane. That'd be <laughs> awesome.
1: I think love, love of your children for each other. That's uh, yeah. 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 And
0: that's love of your children. <laughs> you see your children loving each other, mm. that's a lot oh. of joy. What well, yeah.
2: new life, of course, a, a new <laughs> child, of, oh know, yeah. a son is born, yeah. uh, a daughter is born, uh, but uh, mm. new life in someone who's come to know the Lord, of course, if you've yeah. lived in another country and mm. or here, and mm. and see that someone has truly seen the light yeah. and said, mm. yes, yeah. I believe, that that's that's the one that uh, That's w- much better than. I, mean, I think that in heaven, well, it says heaven rejoices. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and
2: so you can't
0: even imagine the joy that God feels.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How could heaven get more happy than it is now? But it apparently does. When one sinner repents, there's more joy. More joy? Yeah. That's a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. So they rejoice before you. He, here's what he picks. As people rejoice in the harvest, Anybody been involved in the harvest? Everybody taking part in the harvest? Okay, you know what it feels like You <laughs> be in the harvest. It's hard work. But it's joy. As men rejoice when dividing the plunder, the war's over. Peace, at least for now. And we won, so we're dividing the plunder. Mm-hmm. That's joy. So, so Isaiah is prophesying that these people are going to experience joy (coughs) overwhelming, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the bar, your slaves, you're, you're walking off, the rod of the oppressor. You know, what kings did in those days is they went out for war, for sport. They would get their armies together, and that's what they would do. They would fight. David stayed home one spring. It says in the season when men go forth, when, when kings go forth to war. What do they do? Fight. They want power. They want They want to uh, oppress people. And so these people were oppressed, and now something is being broken. Some of you know that. Something has been broken from you. Something where, where you felt oppressed and uh, they yoke not broken the rod of their oppressor every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning I, we don't need our boots anymore we're not going to war anymore so we can burn our boots and then here's what he, he comes to this part Wh- what is it doing why Why do we talk like this why is there so much <coughs> joy coming what could it possibly be? He says, there's a baby. To us, a child is born. To us, a son yeah. is given. It's all about a birth. And then right away he says, and the government will be on his shoulders. History is sometimes described as the rise and fall of government. Mm -hmm. You learn history just by learning about government, their their rise and their fall. And this one will have a government. And what will his name be? Which kind of describes how he will govern. His name will be called, (laughs) what's the first? Wonderful. Would, would would they have described any king that they knew like that? Would they would they describe it? They would describe him as the very opposite. As brutal. As an oppressor. Here, this king is different. He's going to be wonderful temple. Would you describe your Jesus as a wonderful temple? Yes. I sure would. Mighty God. The angel said, For with God, you're not king be impossible. <coughs> Since I <I've coughs> talked on that, I've been thinking a lot about it, saying about every day. God says you nothing. Nothing is impossible. You're not stumped by anything. Everlasting father. is reminded us of the need for fathering. That some here did not fit properly. <coughs> father. And here's one who has his name. Everlasting father. That's what he does. He fathered. And then Prince of Peace. So this is not one who's going to go out and fight and go for wars. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over the kingdom, establishing mm-hmm. and uplifting it with two things. Why are these things important to, to talk about a king having these two things? What are they, and why is that important? Justice, justice, and, righteousness. justice and righteousness. Why would he name those two things with regard <coughs> to ruling government?
2: Most governments aren't like
0: that. Mm-hmm. Would you say ours is?
2: <laughs>
0: would you say there's justice in our government? There was tried. attempt when mm-hmm. was established. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is some, isn't there? Mm-hmm. When I was in Brazil, I asked uh, because this this uh, car pickup came by and they were having some campaigning, and I said, "Is is your local government? Uh, are they just or is it corrupt?" He said, "There is no government in Brazil that is not absolutely corrupt." That's what you said about it. Mm-hmm. That would be true throughout the world. There are very few mm-hmm. governments that are not corrupt. Mm-hmm. And to think about the rest mm-hmm. that would come from absolute justice and absolute righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. That's what we have to look forward to. And that's what Galilee was going to come into when Jesus begins talking and feeding 5,000 and raising n- the boy at Nain, which is in Galilee, and doing things on the sea and, and walking throughout Galilee. And it says he healed everybody. That might show em. I just want to say four things about what we just read. I can remember what they are. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at my notes. Yeah, first of all. So God looks down and he says, So where does my son get you? Where, where should my son spend his time? What region shall I pick? Wouldn't he pick the holy city? Because that's where Jews go to. Three times a year, devout Jews would go to Jerusalem. Why not pick Jerusalem? Here's why. Bob said it last week or a week before. He said because God has a bias for the broken. Mm -hmm. If you've been broken, you tend to feel uh, a a feeling of inferiority or a feeling that maybe God's looking the other way. I'll tell you, God's not looking the other way. He's looking right at you. Mm -hmm. When you have brokenness, what does the Bible say? What did Jesus say? Blessed are the poor. And Lucas says, blessed are the poor. And Matthew, blessed are the poor in spirit. So you can take it both ways. People that are broken by life, God leans to them. He's inclined to them. So it's not that if you've experienced the disfavor of people, that's that's a possibility. But you're experiencing the favor. That's just just the way it is. I don't know if I would say you can't help it, uh, but that's, that's how God operates. They were, they were defeated. They were depopulated. When they came back from exile, they did not resettle in Galilee. They settled lower. And so they had to actually be recolonized in the Maccabean period because there weren't enough people there. And so when Jesus came up, there, there were people now again. It was being repopulated. So there were Arising zealots in Galilee. Mm-hmm. They, they loved the, the Torah of God as much as these people, but they didn't think so. They were second rate, And so Jesus said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend my time out here. For him going down here was not friendly. Second thing. Our past does not determine our future. It says, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. So when you experience certain things that are really, really hard and life-forming, <coughs> it's easy to lock in on those and say, this is what this is who I am. This is, how, if I'm, this is, this is who I am. And it would have been easy for the Galileans to say, this is who we are. This is, we'll all be this way. Not when Jesus came. <laughs> when Jesus came, the whole territory changed. The whole atmosphere changed. Mm-hmm. People were getting healed all over. Nothing here compared to that. What's happening there? Every single time. Every word spoken. People rising from the dead. People uh, freed from epilepsy. And from degenerative diseases. Every single time. How wonderful. The place. It was on fire. Galilee was a new place. Why? One person. Jesus Christ. So you're. You can be marred by your past, but you don't have to be marred by it. With Jesus, your past is, is not necessarily your future. However, you can do it that way. You can say, if only, and lock in like Israelites said. They want to go back to Egypt. It was terrible in the desert. Let's just go back. So they said, if only if only we'd say in Egypt. And their highway became a great One thing is required of you in that regard. you know what it is? I'll tell you in case you're wrong. You don't want to say it's wrong. It was required of Mary. Believing in the one who was going to do this impossible. That's required. He'll give it to you, but he requires it. Just like Bob said, you act as if it's going to happen because it's going to happen, so you step into it. That's what faith is. Faith is believing that God is better. Karen Karen, heard on the radio the other day. It it struck me. Uh, What we label adversity, God labels opportunity. So with adversity, look for a miracle hiding behind it because it's going to happen. But your job is to say, I believe you. If you say, I don't believe you, that's what Capernaum said. After all the miracles, everything they had done, Capernaum says, we don't care. We don't believe you. And he said, Woe to you. It's going to be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than for you. They've seen it all. And they chose to disregard it. And you can choose. You can make a decision the say, that's just too hard to believe that, okay? You won't see it. But those who like Mary said, okay, I there's nothing I can do in this situation, but I can give you my I can offer myself. I've been saying that, just thinking about what she offered. God, take me. You can have my hand. You can have my words. You, you can have my thoughts. You can have my heart. You can have my home. You can have my car. You can have my gifts. I give them to you so that you can use them. I believe you, God. I believe you So, third thing. Mary had. Done Yes, she yeah, did. She, she did. <coughs> literally. That's right. And then God just did what God was going to do. That's as sacred as it is. Okay. Let's sing that song. There's a uh, her. Um, I'm not done yet, but um, it's it's a wonderful it's song. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah.
2: Just, just because, uh, you know, Mary saying it doesn't mean that you men are off the hook. (laughs) And uh, because this is about all of us praising the Lord from our hearts, and and it's through the Holy Spirit. We can't just do it on our own, really. We can muster up enough on our own to, to sing it, maybe, but... Let the Lord allow you to sing it from your heart.
1: My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he that is mighty hath done great, My soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior.
2: It's an old song and some of you weren't familiar with it, but isn't it wonderful that, yeah. that that's God's word and you can sing whatever melody you want to with God's word and he'll love it. Four,
0: Humiliation can turn into humility. Humiliation is not the same as humility, but we're humiliated by life, humiliated by people. That that can turn into resentment, and it can stick with us the rest of our lives. Jesus was humiliated when he offered it up to God. He became a sacrifice on our behalf, and his humiliation was redemptive. Your, your humiliation can turn into humility. If you, you go low when you're humiliated. You're go, you go low when you say, I will humble. And God can heal you, and the very humiliation becomes a cause for you receiving grace being poured into your life. Because God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Doesn't He give grace to the humiliated? Because sometimes the humiliated will say, "I deserve better than this. This should never happen to me." Maybe it should. Ellie was humiliated. But then here comes the king. And he's spreading the good news in their region. People are being brought to faith. And he's feeding 10,000 people. He's raising dead people. He's showing them a different way to live. And many found faith in Jesus Christ. The fourth thing. God's answer is wrapped up in one person. It's all about the king. It's all about Jesus. For me to live, Christ. Period. For me to live. He said, when Christ, who is our life, get that yet. Yeah. I'm trying. I want to get it. When Christ who is your life, when okay. Christ who is your life, when Christ who is your life appears, then we will appear with the glory. The answer that he gave to Galilee was a baby and born. Coming around just to remind you yeah. that, <laughs> that Jesus came as a baby, just like we come. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was all about the baby. Come to us. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. God bless Sophia. Yes. God bless yes. Sophia. God gives Sophia a wonderful mm-hmm. inheritance wonderful future, a wonderful God-appointed mm-hmm. destiny mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. May she lead many mm-hmm. to the life mm-hmm. of the Savior Jesus. Mm-hmm. And just as she feels peace right now, may she know peace through the principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have peace mm-hmm. even when she's at the ranch. <laughs> when things are noisy. <laughs> Let's, we say it loud Thank you.